I can ride my bike with no handlebars. No handlebars. This is no the Midnight Club, no a podcast no for Athenas and Clydesdales no and the rest of us that, when we come in last, like it's, good to be it's still alive. coming in first. In the past are all crooked I can show you how to do do I can show you how to scratch a record. I can take apart the remote control, but I can almost put it back together. I can tie knot in a cherry stem. I can well, welcome back to the Midnight Club. I am... Still, Clinton Scott Timmerman, joined once again by... Not Kelly. The infamous Kelly Christine Tipple of Lake Washington High School, class of 1997 fame. Did you have to date me, Timmerman? I, I like dating you. I think we made uh, a couple, right? Huh? <laughs> what? So, 2017 fame, you know? I, I like, uh, yeah, like my women right out of high school. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, which way do you want we me to digress. go? The real thing? <laughs> so we're here at the Vessel. If you hear Vessel Tap House. There's a Halloween party happening. There is a... Yeah, so this place normally has a pirate and kind of goth theme, even when it's not Halloween time. And then there's a Halloween party going on in the back. There's an arcade with pinball machines and then behind that there's a warehouse of live music so lots of fun happening lots of fun happening this is right off the old highway 99 which before the interstates was the way that you go to california and as kelly pointed out what was the other industry on the road um you can find hookers here also lots of strip clubs cannabis um anything Actually, i realize that's the case today too so it's yeah. kind of maintained its theme. It hasn't changed. Those motels where people just live. Yeah. They live or are they just the owner is not able to kick them out? They live in Which makes kind of this place perfect because I perfect. wanted to talk about Trinidad, Colorado. Yes, Trinidad. Where there also is a motel where people just live. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, it is a very, very interesting place. And we had a chance to go through... Uh, Trinidad. And why were we in Trinidad? Uh, for the Rad Dirt Festival? Is that what it is? Yes, or is it was it the Dirt Vice Fest or the Rad Colorado. It's put on my lifetime. So Lifetime. <laughs> don't even know the there's name. There's the fitness center, but they also put on the New York City Triathlon. They yes. put on the Miami Triathlon. Yes. Uh, I think it's the Colorado Rad Fest. We'll put that in the show notes. Um, the Chicago Marathon. And then they've branched out a bunch because, uh, I'm not sure if you know this, Kelly, but after our race, the weekend after that, they had an ultra marathon in Utah. It was the first one. So I think what happened is these people put it on and then Lifetime sponsored it. Mm -hmm. And then the storm, the weather turned to shit. And then they had to go rescue them and get them off the mountain. Another one? Man. But luckily it wasn't like in China where I think they lost 20 or 30 people or something. So Damn. That sucks. But lifetime, yeah, no, they they've been we've. I did the New York City Triathlon, which was a lifetime event, and then we did this. Now the the Rad Fest, it was kind of interesting what they did. They on Saturday, October second, they had a a shorter distance bike course and a longer distance dirt bike course, and uh, and then the next day they had the fifty k ultra marathon. They skipped the marathon distance. Maybe they just figured if you're going to run 26.2, might as well just run 31 miles. Because then they also had a 13.1 marathon. And that's what we did. And that is what we decided to do. 
So it was uh, it was good times, interesting stuff. Because what we did is we flew into Denver that Friday. Yes. Uh, and then just crashed late that night because we got in almost at midnight. And then the next day we made our way through Pueblo, Colorado. I used to live in Pueblo. Rented some bird e scooters. Went around town. Yeah, took it was you good to time. that old brewery. That uh, existed in the 50s, good old Walters. Yeah, if you're ever in Pueblo, Walters is where it's at. It is. It actually is pretty cool. Their because blood orange beer, man. Blood orange mm, beer is, is dope. Yeah, it, it's this brewery that existed. It went under for decades, and then someone, I think, bought the company, bought the recipes, and started it back up. But then from there, a friend of ours, who also, Mark Blaskovich, shout out to him, because this is his first, first time going... Longer than eight miles. Son of a bitch. And <laughs> yes, he, if it seemed like to him he could go 100. Um, but right out there is something called the Spanish Peaks. And the Spanish Peaks are the tallest mountains in the front range of Colorado uh, that are the farthest east. So they're not 14ers. They are two 13ers. There's an east and west peak. Yeah, it's super pretty out there. So they have a, a condo out there that we they have bought a, condo a, right a couple the base years of the peak. ago. Yep. And uh, we went to go Puchara visit is the name of the town. Visit the fam, the entire fam. <laughs> yes, it was a weekend where, well, uh, Molly Blaskovich, the the spouse, it was her family was there, family and friends. So we had a chance to say hi and meet them. And um, yeah, but then that night we went to a town called Walsenburg. Now Walsenburg has. We did. 5,000 people? Well, first we went to the um, motel that you got us a room at. <laughs> and I forgot think, to cancel. think uh, Shit's Creek, but way worse. Yes. This, this place, and I don't know if we can throw some pictures up. <laughs> but, um, this place had somebody working on a car. Um, they there used has to have to be a lounge. dead hookers and oh, people doing drugs. dead hookers. And there was a pool that... There was no water, and the it, whole thing was graffiti. Yeah, it was, it was a good it time. Was really so bad. we kept driving another 30 minutes to Walsenburg. Walsenburg, Colorado. Walsenburg, Colorado. And actually, you know what? I kind of liked Walsenburg. It's got some character to it. It now, definitely that does. Night, we went to a barbecue joint, and then um, they happened to be having a, a concert in the back. Oh, the can concert. I just mention that we're in the middle of, like... BFE Colorado, and they Nowhere had like, yeah. they had jackfruit barbecue. They had vegan barbecue. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was, I was quite here impressed in Seattle with. half the time. I feel like we have a tough time finding. You go to a restaurant, and I'll look at the menu and realize there's not a single thing Kelly can eat on this menu. And this place was not was was not uh, catered to that type of person, a vegan type of of clientele whatsoever. So anyways, I just wanted to give them a shout out because that was... No, it was really that cool. Was a they lovely were very, surprise. very friendly. In the back, you're thinking it's going to be, one would guess, country music. No. Oh, no. It was a rap-off. It rap was off. a full-on rap-off. It was... Yeah. And they were really good. One rap and then like, Yeah, no, they really... I mean, honestly, I think they could have given Eminem a run for his money in 8 Mile. And because it was also a skinny little white man. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that too. <laughs> they, they, well, white, some other... Latinos or Latinx is, is the term, but uh, you know, kind of the smorgasbord they were of good. Walsenburg. Like, but no, they, they put on a good and show. And it seemed like all of town came to see this wrap-off, which 
I get it. There's nothing fucking else going on in this town. <laughs> there really is not. It, it's pretty much drinking and rapping, apparently. Yeah. Fact, one and everything guy, closes at 11. How old was this guy? This guy must have been almost 70, and he had mm. bleached jeans that were ripped. Oh, yeah. And then a baseball jersey, a bandana, a baseball cap, and he was happy as a clam. Oh, and he had gold chains. I'm not sure yeah, if they're yeah. real. He probably saw the movie. And then there was a man with a cane. There's also an old man with a cane that was pimping out. Oh, yes. Rocking so to the beat. So that's style. Yes. And real quick, I looked it up. If you go to theraddirt.com, the bike events, you had the Stubborn Dolores, which sounds like something from Urban Dictionary. That's 165 miles. You have the Antelope. And these are the routes. You can select what route you want. There's the Antelope, which was 99 miles. And the Frajole, which was 38 <laughs> miles. So that was the bike course. And then the run courses that we had, the 50K, they technically termed the Las Mesa, the 50K, and then we had the half ratathon. So those were the five races. And we ended up running into somebody who had done the bike course. I'm not sure if it was long or short, trying to find uh, Mark's condo. We did, yeah. Because we didn't know the exact and address. Like, oh, so we, just we just started knocking on doors. On bike and, <laughs> um, again, you try not to judge folks. You just seem like a... Gonna have an older gentleman that might listen to easy listening jazz or whatnot, and um, he was getting down in the Spanish yeah, peaks with his celebrating bike. his day in the, the day in the bike. dirt. It's not bike. Yeah. Um, All right. So after Walsenburg, we go down to Trinidad. Early. Well, we stayed at the Best Western. What do they call the West Best, Best Western Rambler? So what a horse Rambler. This? It was this motel that you could tell the Best Western bought out, and they put. Your normal-looking Best Western in the middle, and then uh, we were not there, so we were back in the <laughs> we motel. We were not there. Yeah, I mean, we drive clean. up to the front door. It was certainly um, compared to that you know, first after place. The Iron Man seventy point three Panama City Beach, where you came home with bed bugs. That one, I got rid of them. Didn't transmit them, uh, and and Walsenburg. You know what would you be more upset with if you came home with chlamydia or bed bugs? How'd you get chlamydia? I didn't, but I'm just wondering what would piss you off more. Probably chlamydia. Okay. Well, that, okay. It's good. So I'll use that. Next time I come home with more bed bugs from some other race, I didn't want to drop don't. a thousand. I'm like, hey, at least I'm not bringing the clap. Right? No, I'll get an odd look. Maybe not. Anyway, back to the Best Western. Yes, it was clean. I'm just saying after some of the places I've stayed or could have stayed, it worked. It was fine. It was good. Yeah, it was clean. It was And fine. it had the, a good buffet and we breakfast. we had, we ate the breakfast. That, that old people like to wake up at 5 a.m. for. I don't know why. So, I guess what I plan on doing when I'm retired and old. Not waking up at 5 a.m. Just putting that out there. I might just because I can't sleep anymore. I already am. And just uh, burr. Oh, no. If you can't sleep, that's one thing. Um, so yeah, we ate the, uh, the lovely complimentary breakfast and we then did. hit the road Head down to, to Trinidad. No, Trinidad, kind of an interesting story. Backstory. There used to be a famous sex change, uh, surgeon there. So it was a go-to place where people come get sex changes. And actually it was a big part of their industry. Uh, essentially, I, I don't know if you call it sex change tourism, but but it, it thrived, and then not too far away, if you are taking a train cross-country, the Amtrak runs near there. Um, but what's interesting is it kind of dried up for a bit, and then when marijuana was legal in Colorado, because 
the first two states to legalize it were Washington and Colorado. Um, that actually helped Trinidad a, a lot because you have Kansas not too far away, and then Trinidad is right in the New Mexico border. So I think people, instead of sex change tourism, there was marijuana. Came up and got their I weed. I guess you can say tourism. I'm guessing people didn't, didn't just stay. do their marijuana in Trinidad. They might have picked stuff up and, and left. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the town seems to be rebounding and rebuilding. And so it was really intriguing and really cool that um, that they're putting on this race. And then in talking to our friend Mark... I guess, who was it that was the billionaire that is... You know, I don't remember the name. I just remember the story. He just said that he's buying up buildings. He's, like, from Trinidad. Yeah, he, decided he went and made his money, and he came back in, in his, his community. old community, buying buildings, and then being able to rent them out to various industries. So you can find hot yoga, um, dental offices, obviously. Um, and it, it, it was actually a cute, quaint town, and I thought it was Yeah, it was it's, it's funny. Like, I mentioned when we were there, it, the center... It had some really good bones. Like, there's some pretty beautiful architecture. And, uh, but the outside, it looked like World War II bombing. It was very strange to me. Yeah, you're in that transition zone. So you have a really quaint old, like, ooh, okay, that must have been in the 1880s. But why were there so many shelves and buildings on the outside? And then you go to the other, and you're like, well, I don't think the. The Japanese made it this far, or even to but it looked like it. America. Much well, they got to the Lucian chain, but yeah, it did look like it was kind of. It was very odd. Very, very. It was attacked, but, but they're, they're on it. But we showed up bright and early. You know what? I bet our our tourist dollar goes to fixing up that building, Kelly. So maybe, we can feel and good about you know that. what? And kudos to them for putting on a race because actually, you know, we'll get to it. But the course was quite beautiful, and it was. It was. It they was had nice. a curveball too. We got an email. I think they had some uh, some permits because the whole thing was supposed to be an off-road race. And they do take you through some trails. And then you do go on a... They had to change it. You're on a paved trail. And then you do go up a highway. And then you get back to kind of a, you get a dirt trail. But that being said, the 31 miles, you start downtown, uh, which when we first showed up, we were like, how many people are going to be here? But well, they, and kudos to Mark because <laughs> what did I say? It was like... Maybe 2% chance that he so would Mark, show, it up, who show up. said he didn't train. And then the night before, when he left him with his family, was on his third, fourth whiskey? Oh, I don't know. I mean, more power to him. He said he didn't him. really drink much. But he passed out. At, he said he passed out at like nine. Okay. So, you slept know, he slept it off. Although, the first time I ran 13.1 miles, I was at Mark's house. Realized I needed to go to a running. I had a pork chop and, and some whiskey and Dr. Diet, Pe- or Diet Dr. Pepper. And then I went and ran 13.1. So, you know what I realized? I thought it was my willpower. I'm pretty sure it's just the proximity I had to Mark. I think Mark just has the willpower to have just whiskey and apparently meet (laughs) and go go run. So, yeah, Mark, we thought he wasn't going to show up. And then we got the phone call from him. Where do you guys park? So, yeah, he was ready to roll. And, um,. Yeah, we the so they had the the fifty k. They left at seven a.m. and then we were rolling out at seven thirty. And we, I, I do need to also say that this particular race, one, they were super accommodating because we were flying in from Seattle and we, there's no way yeah, we were packet pickup was down. the day before, so but they were packet pickup. They were totally cool with us picking it up then. And then the swag was real good. Like we got like a mug. So and you a get this pin, little, little uh, it's like a, and, a half little Stein. But yeah. the ceramic kind, not the clear glass kind, that says, like, I finished 
or something like that. Yeah. Although I was thinking of something different. Yeah, and a really like a workout shirt. Workout shirt. A really cool pin. Now, the pin was a, an old cassette tape. It doesn't say anything else on it. So it's like, did they have this for someone else's like concert or a, a band? And like, hey, we weren't able to sell these pins. Oh, fuck it. We'll hey, make you it know what? I gave it to my daughter no, and I'm, she I'm, seemed fine with it. <laughs> hey, it's on my check flag where I collect all my pins. So I, I dug it. I was just like, huh, this isn't necessarily. And yes, you heard that right. He has a huge check flag in our bedroom that he collects pins on. Currently, my man cave has kind of moved into the bedroom because I don't yeah. have a man cave. That's why we need to get our our mansion, the mansion for the man cave. The mansion. We, I we get my donkey. Which actually, we did cave. look at places in Trinidad. Yeah, and part of the reason why we were going down there is because Mark had been talking about maybe you coming down and opening up an office in Trinidad or yeah. taking so over. That, an hey, is there opportunity? Could we live here? Um. Uh, oh, and let's just fast forward. Kelly, could you live in Trinidad? Um, for a couple years, probably. Okay, sure. It, it's not near a major airport. Um, there's not a whole lot around it, but... But we've got... I mean, if you think about it, it's what? How many hours to Pueblo or, or Colorado Springs? Uh, probably an hour and a half, hour and 45 to Colorado Springs. And then three and a half hours to Santa Fe. Yeah, which and isn't Taos too bad is of. on the way to Santa Fe, so it has to be a shorter you, you distance. You can make your way to Taos. It, it's so when I lived in Pueblo West, I didn't really care for it, but it was near a lot of really cool stuff to go do. Yeah, I will admit something. I realize even when I meet someone from Colorado, and they're like, "Hey, where you? You know, where did you live there?" Like, you know, about forty-five minutes outside of Colorado Springs, rather than like Pueblo, because usually people are like Pueblo, what or what's Pueblo or or why Pueblo? But hey, even Pueblo's up and coming. Um, but anyway, yeah, Trinidad, it, it definitely has its charm, and it, it has a lot in nature to go do. So I that, mean, I would rather live in Trinidad than some of the places we've looked at in Washington. This is true. I would we have much really rather live in Trinidad than Aberdeen. Yeah, Aberdeen had a great great brewery, but it's so far removed. It's just sad. So Kurt Cobain's from there, and I could kind of see that a lot of the depression and aggression that he took out in his music, where that stemmed from. Yeah. You know, it just makes you wonder if, if, you know, Kurt Cobain grew up in Malibu, for example, would that have been a different story? I say yes. I say yes. <laughs> All right. So back to Trinidad. Back to Trinidad. So, okay. So we go to take off on the half marathon. We meet up yes. with Mark. And at first you were going to be, you were like, hey, should we sign up for the 50K? And I remember from this past summer or past spring, us trying to do the 14ers, and getting our ass kicked by elevation, being like, yeah, we should probably do the half. Oh, and Trinidad is, what, 1,000 feet higher than Denver? So it's over 6,000 feet. Yeah. And then you gain, and then you climb. We gain almost 1,500 feet. I think it was our total for the run. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm just noticing when I'm doing this whole, you know, leave on a Friday, get someplace at 2 a.m., try to wake up early, or, you know, go do this you just get exhausted and it becomes really, really difficult to, to just perform, to do anything. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad we did the half marathon because when we took off, uh, one, you just take off and you just go uphill. You just boom. You're up this brick uh, brick street right up this road. And you are they say don't judge things by the first mile. Uh, in this case, I realized, don't judge it by the first five. First mile, I walked most of it. A lot of those Ain't hills, I just ended up saying, screw it, and just yeah. and just walked. 
Um, usually for something like this, I try to just, even if I'm quote-unquote running as fast as I would be walking, I try to, to run or jog, but um, no, I ended up walking some of those hills. Um, but honestly, it, it was a slog. And I'll get to, was, at the end of the podcast, I was going to talk about some of this stuff, but like, I just wasn't in that groove. I haven't, and I hadn't been in a consistent workout routine. So it was just, I was sucking wind and sucking ass. About mile five, it got a little bit better. Yeah, my lungs started opening up definitely around yeah. mile three to five. And then honestly, it was from when you get to the, the turnoff or turnaround point, it was about you know mile six or so. But those last two miles to the turnaround station and then those two miles coming back, gorgeous part of the course. It yeah. was great. Because you go up, you see the well, you see the Spanish speaks, but the, so the Sangre de Cristos, if anybody's familiar with Colorado, in the uh, Rockies, you have the front range. So that's that's the east side of it, where Denver is, that faces Kansas. But just on the other side of the front range, you have the Sangre de Cristos. Those are the ones that usually stay uh, snow-capped. So you could look, and you could already see the snow-capped Sangre de Cristos. You could see the Spanish Peaks, and then just these rolling desert hills and rock formations. And so that part was actually really cool yeah, and, and inspiring. Yeah, it's pretty. And, um, you know, I was, I was, you know, trudging through, of course, as I'm going up, you see the people coming down, and then lo and behold, at like a mile to the aid station, you know, there's Mark going by. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up, man? That's the thing. This guy who didn't train, who drank a bunch of whiskey the night before, he got there, got to the finish line, what, at least it, the, the he, he beat half a half hour before beat me you? beat like 35 minutes. And you beat me These by two like other 15, right? 20, 15? I think it was only like 10 or something. Like, you know, uh, you know we had a good, we had a good, actually, you had a very good race. I'd take a dump. Uh, it included that. You included your stops, and you were doing great. Um, and that, hey, that happens. But uh, what's interesting, though, on my way up, like, I go by these two girls, like, oh, this is our first, you know, half marathon. Oh, this must be your first half marathon. Like, I yeah, it might be seem like that. Because when you look at me you. and how much I was struggling, they're probably like, oh, cute. This guy's trying to overachieve today. Uh, but, hey, I stuck with it. At the same time, I don't know if this is a, you know, a younger thing or an older thing, but we did run into somebody who was from Boulder and her work party. They came down. They got hammered Friday night. They did one of the bike courses and took beer on the bike course. One guy, I guess, was drunk on the bike course. They all finished. And then they were all running the next day. Yep. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, I wish I was 21 Fucking years Boulder. old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, good for them. And and honestly, we we met a quite a few people on the course that yeah, were no, from out of every, town, including the people saying like, "Hey, this must nice. be your first. Everybody was nice. Everybody was supportive. Yeah, and there was one aid station at the halfway point, yeah. and it was up a big ass hill. And so it was kind of nice, like having the one aid station, then getting to just you get it, and then you know when you turn around, you get yeah. a few miles going down. You know that was really nice. Um, yeah, no, I mean, everybody just a hundred percent positive energy, this whole event, positive, yeah. positive energy. And great. I really hope that they continue with it. There weren't a lot of people. Um, it's uh, the first year. And so uh -huh. I'm sure it wasn't very well known. How did we only ran in like came upon it? I just happened Mark, to right? come across oh, it. You came across yeah, it. Yeah, I came across it online and then I sent it to you and he said, Oh, this looks interesting. And then I'm like, Oh. Mark's been wanting to do this yeah. or do things like this. And I know that 
he lives in the area, and his cabin's actually his cabin's halfway between Pueblo in Trinidad, so, oh, maybe you'd want to do this. And yeah, because so, I think it has a ton of potential. They did everything right. Like, it was very well organized. Yes. It was well set up. And they did get people flying in from Wisconsin. Yeah. And someone from uh, Massachusetts, I think. But everybody so. was here for something. I met a couple of guys, one from Texas. Oh, they didn't fly in from Wisconsin from just for the event? No. Oh, Okay. No, the Wisconsin chick, she was here for a, fr- a friend that lived here, um, oh, okay. her husband. And then uh, the guys I met from Texas and uh, and Nashville, they were on a guy's trip, just going like kind of west and finding races okay. along the way, which oh, I thought right. was really well, hey, cool. It's part of their circuit, at least, right? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to get bigger. And, and kudos to the race director, because they really did put on... Well, especially if they really had to scramble last minute when they didn't get the permits to change the course. Yeah. And I was still fine with the course. Totally. So, um, yeah, it was great. And at the very end, um, you know, of course, you get the, uh, our, our two tickets, our tokens into the beer garden. They said at the beer garden. And that's the one thing. The beer garden was not right after the finish line. You kind of had to find it's it. down around the corner. That and there was nobody sign. there. And that was kind So when I finished, I'm like, okay, Mark must be done. And then I didn't find him. I'm like... Was he just like, well, I finished ahead of those assholes. I'm out of here. But I think he was like exploring and checking what the beer garden was. Yeah. Um, but even a lot of the locals, a lot of just very friendly people. Some people just on a Sunday stroll. Some people taking pictures. And uh, definitely, I feel like m- at least the people there were very, very curious about what was going on. Everybody we, on the entire trip, really. We didn't run into any assholes. No, no, not at all. So everyone was very friendly. So if anybody is thinking of an ultra off-road Bike race, an ultra marathon, or even a half marathon, I highly, highly recommend trying this. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit know, of a track Look, to look get up to. Lifetime. It's but you know what? Bookend your Theraddirt.com. And that's what we did. We we only took a long weekend, but we bookend our trip. So we, you know, land in Denver. We got to spend a day in Pueblo, which, you know, Clint's like whatever. But for me, I actually like Pueblo a lot. They have a river walk that is replicated um it's a, a replica replication of of the um one in san antonio right they did make their own fake river walk just like how san antonio made their own fake river yeah that is still soothing it's a river walk it is actually so we- pueblo one lap around the river walk it kind of it doesn't look very big because it goes here and there and whatnot so it's very quaint but it's a mile it's a full mile so you know it's always going to be safe super clean it's clean. There's nice. There's restaurants along it. And like it's cool. I like it. It's fun. It's fun. It's, it's worth worth an hour. And then too. and then <laughs> and then after um, the race, we decided. Is there anything else you want to say about the race? No. Finished the race. Very very happy. Um, again, Kelly's not going to give herself the the proper kudos, but you had a really good run. Um, it felt good so, to actually complete something because I keep signing up for these triathlons that I don't finish or I do a duathlon because I refuse to get in the fucking water. Um, and so it did feel good to just be on a run Yeah, course. this is your wheelhouse, which is why I'm excited for the Panama City Beach uh, relay we're doing next yeah, year. Yeah, I'm excited for the uh, the Sky Sky Ultra that we that have is in gonna January. Be, that'll be an interesting podcast. Which I looked it up. You jump out of the airplane. We're doing this in January in Florida. Yeah. And then you land, and then it's a seven-mile loop. Yeah. So you go around this loop. For 100 miles. For I, for some reason, I thought it that was That sounds terrible, too. but... But I guess I got 100 to do. So Yay. we'll see how this goes. 
Um, but yeah, no, we took off from Trinidad to make our way to Santa Fe. Kelly had never been to Santa Fe. I'd never been. But Kelly loves all things, you know, um, we you say just, you know, Mexican, but just like Latin culture because. You know, I hate to, I don't want to, I don't want to be accused of cultural appropriation. I just have always felt at home in Mexico. I've spent a lot no, of time if you, if in you Mexico. If like and appreciate different aspects of a culture. That's, if that's I could great. live in Mexico tomorrow, if I could convince Clinton. But you even liked moving to Puerto would. Rico. I do like Puerto Rico. I would not live in Puerto Rico unless it was for like a year or two to like okay, help but, the community. You, what you experienced and in, in, I don't it just seems like there's a lot of Latin America that you, you've been that you enjoy and there's a lot yes. to enjoy with it. So I was really excited yes. to show you Santa Fe. And um, which one tidbit I will say this about the the interesting thing about Southern Colorado, New Mexico, is that's a it was, it's been for me very intriguing. Usually, you think of I'm, I'm really not trying to, to stir a political pot, but you think of like immigrants coming and whatnot. But you meet people there that hey, I, I, I've been here. I'm a sixth generation person, and in the United States took me over. So I got here before you guys got here. Like oh, and so that's just really interesting to, where you you see a lot of the native structures. Like uh, you haven't been to Taos Pueblo, but it's the longest standing um, native like indigenous city it's like 900 years old or so and so just to go see a lot of cultures that have always been standing there and then obviously there's spanish influence and then the mexican influence and now the, the american influence like all that is just incredibly intriguing so i was really excited to show that to you um which what were your thoughts of santa fe um you know on, on one hand like super quaint loved it it again great restaurants there's lots to do there's hiking just you know a short little bit away um it reminded me and i know i talked to you about this it reminded me of like any nondescript mexican village yeah <laughs> like at city center like we went to chapala or yeah. I, I was um but it's that. very americanized so it's like a like an old town think old town san diego if you haven't been old town san diego with a little more landscape yeah sure <laughs> sure a lot of white people which you know uh, i am one of them not just white people a lot of old white, white people. people so i don't know if they particularly go there to retire because it's warm, you know, not stormy. And the thing with having less. a lot of old well, white people is really that there, you can't even find a goddamn bottle. Like, you can't find a gas station open past nine. There were, uh, yeah, a lot of things just closed. Right? Huh, okay. So uh, buy your supplies early. Yes, um, but you... we did get a chance to go to um, Meow Wolf. So if anybody, if they haven't heard of Meow Wolf, Kelly, how would you describe Meow Wolf? I don't know. You can't, but it's my new favorite obsession. I want to go to the, all of them, and I want to bring the kids, and I want to have parties there, and I I don't know. Like, I didn't think I would like it. For, not, I knew I would like it, but I didn't think that I would, like, have this. I don't, it's my favorite art museum slash interactive Yeah, the background is, so George R.R. Martin, who wrote, Game of Thrones. He lives in Santa Fe. And there's other... Actually, there's a lot of artists in both... Artists and authors in Santa Fe and Taos. And so people from the, the region, they got together. And it was, hey, we want to create an exhibit. And also allow people to express themselves. And they did this thing. I think you hit it on, on the, 
the nail on the head when it's like it's Stranger Things meets your local town science center meets interactive art music theory. It's so you go into this house and they're trying to figure out this mystery of like why this family's disappeared and it sounds like it might be something is it extraterrestrial? Is it a time space continuum thing? And then you can go through the refrigerator and then you'll find a room with it looks like a woolly mammoth skeleton with glowing bones that when you touch them, they make noise. And you go into another room and there's little trolls that you touch and make noise. Or, I mean, just... It's, again, it's, it's the so coolest. It's tough to describe. And they've, they've now, they've opened one in Las Vegas. Well, open one in Denver. Vegas, I think, might be actually coming soon if it hasn't. Or is it actually open? I think Vegas opened before Denver. Okay. Did, all right, so you've got three now, and they're all going to be different. So if you, I recommend just, if you're near one, just go. You're going to be wondering. And it's in some industrial park. Like, you're like, what the fuck am yeah, I doing you back know, here? You're going to be like, what am I experiencing? But that's part of the fun because yeah. it's unlike anything I've ever done. 100%. It was cool. So definitely check out Meow Wolf. Yeah. So we had a chance to check out Meow Wolf. Uh, go to the uh, St. Francis Loretto, Ch- the Loretto Chapel. Yes. It's got the staircase that when it you look at it, it's like, you know, how should this be standing? Although I guess some people, per- you know, figured out how it's standing, mm-hmm. but there's but different. I, I love me a good church. Ur- urban know, legends as far Catholic. as the staircase. So a lot of just really good culture, but like it really just embodies, you know, Southwest United States. And yeah. so um, you can get your, your t- new Mexican food. Here's the thing. I have a tough time, Kelly. I don't know how it's different than Mexican food because when I order food that all sounds and looks the same, and you can get some different chili sauce, so that's all good. Still Which, didn't get the chili delicious. sauce. Mexican, Tex-Mex, New Mexican I'm now food. sans any corn from Iowa or any chili sauce from <laughs> Colorado you, you or New Mexico. What I, got. I did get some I chili sauce on I did have a little taste. One, it was so. good. But yeah, definitely check out Santa Fe. And then we got the, a brief glimpse of the hot air balloon oh my gosh that was cool we were going towards the, the airport and all of a sudden these thousands what seemed like thousands well probably hundreds of hot air balloons were just like and this in was the sky. 7 a.m yeah and just all these hot air balloons like oh it wow it's beautiful check these things out so that was really really cool um but yeah so we had a chance to to experience this definitely recommend it you know if you're looking for an ultra if you're looking for an adventure I'm glad we did the the one way loop where we landed in Denver and flew out of Albuquerque. Um, so check it out. If you go to uh, again the website, theraddirt.com, or even if you just check out Lifetime Races, you'll find. And who is the race director? Is Gianna or no? That's Voodoo. Uh, yes, that is Voodoo Racing. That is a local place to the northwest. Anyway, the race director was super nice. But you nice. should still look her up too because she's nice <laughs> yeah. and she does other races in washington um but kelly i did have a i'm trying to get back in track today it's a little bit of you know why i was glad we did the half marathon i'm still struggling we, have, we did a, we've had some podcasts about this but i knew i did the washington 70.3 mm-hmm. and then 30 hours later i flew to germany yeah i had a long plane ride and then i did i ran three miles along the Rhine when i got there and then it was... And then you partied for five days and well, came back yeah, home. Yeah, that's what I'm like. I was trying to do business. But it's one thing when it's like 
paid, you know, you eat the food, you drink the drink. And even on my Garmin, when it's like, oh, I walked 12 miles a day. Oh, I walked 14 miles a day. It's not the same. It, it just is. It definitely is not the same. Yeah. And then we got home and then we flew. You know, I had to go work and I don't work near home and then flew to Colorado. And so, like, I felt like the, those first five miles in Trinidad, it was like my body being like, oh, you want to be doing this stuff still, huh? Like. It, it, you're just trying to adjust to that. Mm-hmm. And so I've just things have been just go, go, go. And, it, you know, again, this last week, I've got some other triathlons coming up that I'm, I'm nervous for. Um, and when I when I went to go fit in a swim tonight, I wanted to, to get in at least a 2.4-mile swim. I did 4,000 meters to try to get the body back into it. I, I will say this. I feel like if you get to a certain pinnacle of... of of athletic accomplishment. Let's say you get to the point like, hey, I can consistently swim a mile. Hey, I can consistently run 10. And then you feel like you taper off and then you you, you get back to it. In fact, somebody on uh, Pathetic Triathletes had made the comment, is like, why is it so tough to get in shape and so easy to get out of shape? But I do feel like, I don't know if you call it muscle memory or just your body knowing, if you just stick with it, you can get back at least to feeling to like where you've got, like tonight, you got a stuff time uh, swimming Monday, but here it is Friday, and I was able to do much, much better. So I guess my my message to probably just myself is, hey, stick with it. Rip off the band-aid and keep going. Yeah, you know, it's easy to just get discouraged. But, yeah, man, the people that just uh, – and honestly, life life gets busy. You know, people yeah. have full-time jobs, kids, families. If they're traveling, it gets tough to fit this stuff in. So, um do what you can when you can with what you got, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, yeah, you've got uh, Iron Man Oceanside coming up. So, after the next time we, we talk about stuff, it'll be Iron Man Oceanside, which a lot of people have said is one of their favorites. So, I'm looking forward to it. Um, here's another thing dawned on me today, Kelly. I'm trying to think who's told me it's their favorites. But, you know, the people that... Because some people, I, I've reported on races, and some people are like, oh, thanks for being realistic, but it, you seem like a Debbie Downer. And you talk to other people like, that was great, that was fun, that was no big deal. I've realized things are easier if you're in really good shape for them. True. It, it, that probably sounds like the biggest duh comment, but I guess if you think about it, if, let's say you're an ultra runner, and then your buddy's like, hey, will you do this 5K for me? You probably aren't sweating that 5K. No. But the guy that can barely run a mile that goes to 5K, oh, wow, that was a big accomplishment. So and I, that's why I'm just realizing. But in a way, though, when I think about it, it's like, hey, if I get used to riding centuries, if I get used to running marathons consistently, then they hopefully would consistently end up being, I don't know if I'd say easier, but more doable. Because I've also read that triathlons and ultra running you don't become it doesn't become easier you become faster so it is interesting like Jan uh, Ferdero who won um, well actually he won Kona a couple years ago and then I think he just won the world championships but when he was about to break the course record in Kona and people were like oh break the record he's like I'm just trying to finish but he talks about how he was struggling now a guy that's finishing a sub eight hour full triathlon you're like how are you struggling but hey he's struggling just like the guy that's trying to finish in 17 hours is struggling so maybe i I just gotta get used to no matter no matter the distance you know you're just always gonna struggle you're just i'm getting faster 
I heard this uh, interview with Courtney DeWalter, who is, you know, arguably Amazing. The, the best ultra marathoner in the entire world. Um, but she was saying that she made her pain cave the comfortable place. So she actually looks forward to getting there because once she gets there, she can manage that. It's just the, the anxiety anticipation about getting there that ah. that's what is difficult. So maybe she's just evolved to the to the place where all of us fear, you know, and is able to struggle more than the average Joe. Maybe these... So kind of like if I constantly put a nail through my arm... You know, I think she just means in sports, but... Oh, but I'm just saying, but then if I get like, hey, this is my norm, I can yeah. deal with this. Yeah, maybe. Is that PTSD, though? A.K.A. <laughs> embrace the suck, right? Embrace the suck, yeah. She embraces the She lives for it. Yep. All right? Yep. That's what you got to get to. All right, so. should we end on that note, Timberman? Hey, on that note, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find me at... Clinton at mymidnightclub.com. Kelly at notkelly at mymidnightclub.com. We are also on Instagram, mymidnightclub. I'm on Instagram as Clinton Timmerman. Kelly, you're on Instagram too, right? What's your... Uh, aren't you on Instagram? Yeah, I don't know. You can't find me. You're probably... I'm uh, not Kelly. Probably... Hot babe ninety seven. Oh yeah, wait, try that five nine eight. <laughs> try that. See what comes up. See what comes up. Uh, and then of course you can find us on Facebook at mymidnightclub.com. So hey, thanks for listening. Hope to hear from you. And next time we'll talk, we'll be talking about Oceanside. Yeah, adios, amigos. And I'm a famous rapper, even when the past are all crooked. I can show you how to do si do. I can show you how to scratch a record. I can take apart the remote control, and I can almost put it back together. I can tie a knot in a cherry stem. I can tell you about Lee Ferrickson. I know all the words to De Colores, and I'm proud to be an American. Me and my friends are platypus. Me and my friend made a comic book, and guess how long it took? I can do anything that I want, cause look, I can keep rhythm with no metronome, no metronome, no metronome, and I can see your face on the telephone, on the telephone, on the telephone. Look at me, look at me, just called to say that it's good to be alive in such a small world. I'm all curled up with a book to read. I can make money, open up a thrift store. I can make a living off a magazine. I can design an engine 64 miles to a gallon of gasoline. I can make new antibiotics. I can make computers survive aquatic conditions. I know how to run a business, and I can make you want to buy a product. Movers, shakers, and producers. Me and my friends understand the future. I see the strings that control the system. I can do anything with no resistance, because I can lead a nation with a microphone. With a microphone, with a microphone And I can split the atom of a molecule Of a molecule, of a molecule My reach is global
noble, my tower secure My cause is noble, my power is pure I can hand out a million vaccinations I'll let them all die in exasperation Have them all healed from the lacerations Have them all killed by assassination I can make anybody go to prison Just because I don't like them And I can do anything with no permission I have it all under my command Because I can guide a missile by satellite By satellite By satellite And I can hit a target through a telescope Through a telescope